Welcome to the Daily Misinformer, the only show on the internet that is calling for the immediate green light of Jamie Costa starring in a biopic of Robin Williams. It needs to happen yesterday. I'm Adam Macias. What a wonderful show we have today. Uh, first off, we're going to talk to a billionaire who really loves the Squid Game. I'm sure it's probably because she just likes watching it. And later on the show, we're going to talk to an old man about another old man who traveled to space. I'm sure it'll be very not contentious or anything like that. But first, let's go ahead and talk to some Daily Misinformer team members. Uh, first, Liana Masaiku. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Adam. Uh, thanks for having me. So nice to be here. Of course, always a always a pleasure to have you on. And then we have uh, Ezra Baby Parter. What's up, Ezra? <laughs> I'm baby back, baby. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Hold on a sec. How come Ezra gets a cute middle name <laughs> and I don't have one? You got to talk to my parents about that, Liana, and your parents too. Yeah. Ezra's parents did contact me and say, "This is his nickname. Please call him." baby okay uh, it's on my birth certificate oh. it's in the wrong place like it, it's supposed to just say uh uh this is a baby's birth certificate but it, they put it in the wrong place and it says it, they put it in as a middle name okay is this why your tattoo says no uh, nobody puts a baby in a corner yeah that's why i haven't actually i heard later on that there was a movie quote about that mm. i didn't know what it was but i was just upset that the word baby was uh, i was just commenting on how the word baby was not in a corner on my birth certificate it was right in the middle of my name i do want to go back on the fact that the doctors need to put baby on a birth certificate <laughs> well, as opposed well, to... Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know what was going on at uh, St. Judas Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin, but I do know that they were a lot of adults born that year, so they were just trying to be clear. <laughs> oh, well, well, let's go ahead and find out. Hopefully, we'll figure out the mystery of those adult babies uh, from, <laughs> from, from where Ezra's from later on in the show. But we are joined by a very, very special guest. Uh, she's a stand-up comedian. She hosts, I don't know, like three podcasts, but I know one of them is for sure. Host of Ignorance is Hashtag Bless and Two Filthy Nerds. Her album, Horny for Death, was number one on freaking iTunes for like a little while. What the Ooh. hell? But, but more importantly, she gave me my dog, Ziggy. It's Jessica Michelle Singleton. <laughs> Yay, Ziggy forever. Oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, of course. Thank you for coming on the show. Of course. Uh, Thank you for giving me my dog and then also coming on the show. You're welcome for changing your life and then you were, doing little to nothing to change your life by coming on the show. You, you, you really did. You really did. You're like, hey, do you want this dog? Yeah, I really and was, I was like, like hucking dogs in, <laughs> in, in the shutdown. I was just like, give me another one. I'm going to find it at home. If it was like I have nothing else to do besides save dogs. How many How many did you save? I was. It was, it was like five. But we That's got, there lot. was a... Like there was a couple where when it started out, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Like, I think Ziggy was the second dog we had and we had him for like a day before Adam met him and was like, he's the one. But then we ran into some, some dogs that just took a little longer. And that's, does this gift translate into you also uh, much making human beings? Like, can you find me the one, please? I don't think you want, I have attempted that and it's been disastrous in the past. To the point that I'm like, oh, never will I set up my friends with anyone again. <laughs> well, is it like what you did with, with Ziggy? Are you like texting friends and being like, hey, you want this guy? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you want to date this guy? Is, you, is, <laughs> you want this guy? I think I have literally done that with a you couple of my him. friends. I'm like, they're great. There was their house trained. 
And I have they, a stray Greek immigrant. Anybody want to take her home? Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Oh, you're a Greek immigrant. I know another immigrant who is trying to marry for a green card. That won't work. <laughs> uh, damn it. Uh, yeah. Uh, but honestly, yeah, thank you so much for that. And uh, let's just go ahead and talk about it. So your your album, Horny for Death, which is what a great name. Uh, <laughs> I listen to it. It's <laughs> it's very it's it's very funny. Um, it's very on I, brand, I, I, I think. What a stupid sentence. But I'm like, that's me in a nutshell. So to, I guess. you want to talk about that brand? I guess what, why you think it was. I don't know. Why, I'm why dark and I'm dirty. So I spend a, I spend a lot of time trying to like tiptoe around it, especially on like social media. You know, you always have to be like so careful of, oh, what jobs am I going to miss if I say the wrong thing or if I'm too dirty or whatever? And it's not something I think of often because I'm not I'm not like a mean person, but I'm just got a potty mouth. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I've been doing comedy like 10 years. Uh, and the entertainment industry hasn't come running up to my door yet. And I've made it work. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going to lean in. Screw it. Horny for yeah. death. Like, I'm just like, let's <laughs> let people who randomly find me on the Internet know what they're getting. Instead of being like, she seems delightful. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I will say so. We, we we did the open mic circuit a million years ago. Good old days. And uh, I'll never I'll never forget going and uh, seeing you at the, one of the first open mics and just seeing this uh, this short blonde woman who is like she's had this big personality off stage, but then when she got in on stage, it was even bigger. <laughs> and like the amount of the amount of dick jokes she told within the first couple minutes, uh, which is like, wow, this, this, she's, she's, I, I knew right away. I was like, she's going places for sure. For sure. <laughs> Look at all those dicks she's putting out there and <laughs> putting oh, indoors. Wow. If there's one thing I can do, I can cram a lot of dicks into a small space. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a journey. <laughs> you, uh, you were fresh off of the Alaskan boat. You were just coming off of from Alaska, yeah. and you're like, "Boom! Let's 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 throw off these uh, these dick jokes." And uh, apparently, they work. Yeah, it worked. I was like, "I don't know. Is dirty comedy done? Are we over it?" And there are people when I the there are people on the business side who'd go like, "We've seen dirty comedians or whatever," because they're stupid. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just leaned in. I've always had a filthy mouth, so I'm like, "All right, well, that's true to who I am." I think when I first started, I was a little more. I think this is normal. A little more like caricature-y. Like mm. I, mm. like I kind of was emulating what I thought a comedian was. And I think I did a lot more jokes about like drinking and partying, which I did, but it wasn't who I was. But I'm like, oh, that's relatable to who? I don't know who I thought my audience was. Alcoholic sorority women, I guess. But, <laughs> but the dick stuff was all authentic. Comedians, po possibly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, we can't just yeah. try to target comedians because they're not going to buy a fucking ticket to your They're show. not even going to barely even laugh in those open mics. Yeah. I know. They're just like, hmm, that was funny. When am I up? And you're like, oh, good. My peers respect me. They went, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, that's, that that equals them. a standing ovation from a, from a peer if they get a Hmm. Yeah. 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 If yeah, someone goes good. pretty good, you're like, I crushed. <laughs> I crushed the tribal yeah. cafe last night. Someone went, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I love that you also reclaimed the term nerds, you know, by putting the word filth in front of that word. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, I've always been a nerd and I felt that this was one label that, you know, people were putting me down for being a nerd. And I just thank you for, you know, giving me an upgrade. Like, I love that. I want to be a filthy nerd. I just say like lean in. Yeah, it's like you can be both. You can be 
I mean, I think there is that stigma of like, well, if you're a nerd, you obviously don't fuck. And I'm like, well, <laughs> can't I like comic book culture and also come? I'm sorry. Is this a PG show? <laughs> Ooh, I should have asked. Definitely fucking not. Definitely fucking not. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I think... I think that that is a like the fun contrast, especially with that show with uh, you, you, your co-host uh, Nicole. Both very much lean into like, yeah, you guys are recapping uh, some some MCU. Sometimes we go like it's like we like lean into how filthy it is. It's just like who's who, which, yeah, yeah. which Marvel character would we let hit it first, and then let's rank mm. them. It's like broy. It's like yes, yes, all right, yes. who's the hottest? And the thing is, and we're very open about this on the podcast, <laughs> is that we're not. I love all that stuff. We're not nerds in the sense that like we know all the lore and the facts. And I think that does piss some people off. I'm very aware that they're like, you guys aren't even, you didn't subscribe to the comic books before. And I'm like, I don't fucking, what do you want from me? (laughs) I mean, no one looks at Captain America and doesn't go, I'd fuck him. I'd let him fuck me. Oh yeah. Not not one of us. If you are a goddamn, well, I don't want to speak for you, Liana, but if you are an American, (laughs) you would absolutely, it's your civic duty to let Captain America in that booty. Yes, exactly. That is like an unwritten rule in in, uh, the Marvel comics that they, you know, they don't touch on it enough. Like these guys, these guys can fuck and it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's like none of them are Jesus. You guys, if you think these modern superheroes aren't just like laying their dick down every time they have a break or you're out of your mind. Well, That's I, all I would be doing. If I was Captain Marvel, I'd just be covered in cum. I'd be like, worship me. I don't know if that's true because that's fucking disgusting. But hey, I mean, to, if that's what she wants. Yeah, if that's what she wants, yeah. What were you going to say, Leon? I was going to say, I, lo- I would like Jessica's take on Batman not giving Catwoman oh, oral yeah. sex because, you know, like, okay, now for the dicks, maybe do something just for the lady once in a while. Do you remember this controversy? I remember it. And it's, I just don't. Uh, you know what, though? I want to go, I don't believe it. But then also, he's a billionaire. He could just hire someone to go down on her. You know what I mean? Because it's so funny because because Christian Bale played Batman at some point, I immediately go to like American Psycho, even though it's obviously just (laughs) different characters. And I'm like, all right, well, it could have been much worse than him not just going down on you, Catwoman. But it is a shame. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want to compromise the mask, I guess. I mean, but but like, let's be real, though. That's that's what Alfred's there for. Yeah. He's like, yeah. what's the point of having a butler if he's not going to eat everyone's butt? <laughs> yeah, that's right. E- emphasis on that butt, for sure. Emphasis <laughs> yeah. on that butt. He just turns the lights down and sends him in. He's like, you're just kidding. He's, I'm going to take him. I'm going to go read the news. I mean, there's a reason why he's all, that, uh, his uh, sidekick is Dick Grayson. Let's just put that in there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how everyone's take is who wants to eat Catwoman's pussy and not like does Catwoman yeah. want Alfred to eat her pussy you know like that's not a question I mean, yeah, as, if she just, as if she's just me in a black eye going ah whoever <laughs> <laughs> in college in the old days in the old days yeah of course <laughs> um, I do want to touch on this so I, as I mentioned your album was uh, number one this is the second this is the second yeah. time that album uh, your one of your albums has been number one. Is that correct? Whoa! Yeah, it was really That's cool. Fucking cool! It was very cool because Bo Burnham. I didn't stay up there too long because Bo Burnham right. is Bo Burnham, so he's been like annihilating the charts. But nobody's passed him up, and so I did for like the week he came out. Nice. I was number one, and then people keep <laughs> buying his, and I was like, "Well, my, it was fun <laughs> while it lasted. Good, God bless you for your service, so Bo Burnham." Cool. 
Yeah. After a year of panicking and being like, is there ever going to be comedy again? To put something mm-hmm. out and be like, oh, okay. People are still willing to at least check yeah. out my stuff. Thank God. I feel like a lot of comedians like uh, that were doing out there on the road, which you were for sure, felt like kind of debilitated oh, yeah. for uh, for the shutdown. Dude. And I know uh, I saw some of your posts that you were researching uh, an alternative jobs, uh, correct? Oh, I was spiraling. And the thing is, is like, if you live in California, we got like a little bit of unemployment, even if you're self-employed. Like I had enough once unemployment came in. I'm like, I could sustain, but I am such a workaholic that my identity, like my existence was fucked. Like I right. spend so much time. If I'm not on stage, I'm working on jokes or I'm working on getting booked to do more jokes. It's just uh, to a level that's not mm-hmm. healthy, to be honest. And it's like, take a fucking break, stupid. Like you're not imp- <laughs> what you do is not that important. You can take a nap. I I totally fucking get that, though. Like just needing to work. I needed a purpose. It was like, oh, my purpose is gone. And then I just started like applying for weird ass jobs. I was like making like what I was making ads, social media ads for a while. I got. What's weird is I got jobs. I got offered a job. To, I got offered to be like the social media director of a company. That's amazing. That's like a really sought out really? job for a lot of That's people. A- I know. And, was, and, no, and then I was like, I'm sorry. I can't do this. I, can't I, this, do this. I just was like, which is, which is, by the way, is an insane thing to do to go through an interview process and then go, ah, never mind. When people are like, what am I going to do? But I was like, this is, a, this is somebody's dream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And I can't just do that because I'm, Panicking. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. The company ended up hiring me to do some like freelance. Uh, It was a a cosmetics company. And they're like, we like your writing so much. Could we pay you to just, I I, like punched up their website. I wrote some ads for them. Nice. And I was like cutting social media ads for them. And they're just, is that why all those L'Oreal websites were like, uh, please (laughs) fucking. Uh, come on my face. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's Maybe good for your exposure. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's, it's semen. <laughs> and all the, like, yeah. all the uh, pictures of L'Oreal changed to Captain Marvel. It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. They're like, was that just a man's butt in this face cream ad? What the fuck was that? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I meant to do it for my yeah. podcast. I mix them up all the time. I got offered a job as a park yeah. ranger. Whoa. <laughs> I almost took it as in like bumfuck Utah. And I really was like, I don't know. It's seasonal. <laughs> and then thankfully, uh, a friend came and offered me stand-up stuff like right at that moment. My friend Melissa Villasenor was like, do you want to come on the road with me and help me write my punch up my half hour? And I was like, wow, you really just, I, my life could have just changed <laughs> dramatically. My life. It was a tough decision, I'm guessing, right? You were this close. <laughs> I know. I'm like, do I go sit in a an overheated, like just... One person shack. It was just like telling people to clean off their boats, but they're but you you're like a park ranger. I would have liked to like get the uniform that, and had some fun with it, but mm, that would have been cool. Yeah, I got certified in cognitive behavioral therapy. You guys, I lost my mind. I was like, <laughs> these are what? These, like these are all like three completely separate directions. You you went. It's amazing. By the way, the one I was talking about hasn't been mentioned. <laughs> I don't yet. even know what you're talking about. What was yeah. it? Jeez. Didn't you talk about trying to like get uh you wanted to be like a programming engineer? Didn't you like try that? Oh, I did too? a I did a coding class. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. But that was the first thing. I forgot. I started with coding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like there's always going to be coding. I That's true. The, what's weird is that I am You went to like solid like insurance like you know like play, industries that would probably never go away. Like the forest 
Yeah, it's probably going to go away, but like maybe in like 50 years. <laughs> but not while I'm alive. But but there will be jobs for me to go, don't take our forest, at least until I die. Stop cutting down these trees and clean off your boats. Yeah. <laughs> I Invasive species. You're bringing your algae into our lakes. And like just dumb shit. What's crazy is that for any, like for everyone listening, I need to say this. I'm a very emotional and like, sensitive person and I feel like that needs to be said because what I just explained makes me sound like an absolute psychopath. <laughs> like that I was like, I'll do a coding class and then I'm going to get certified in therapy. <laughs> I just was like, I don't know who I am. And I think a lot of it was avoiding, trying to avoid those like emotions of what's mm-hmm. happening with the world. So I'm like, I'll just hyper-focus and dive into this thing. It's the positive side of ADHD yeah. is when you can like really lean into something and to circle it all back though, to go through that journey and then put out an album <laughs> that then hit number one must've felt amazing. It was so, it was great. Cause it was like just that this reassurance of, Oh, I'm, I'm on the right path. I'm in the lane I'm supposed to yeah. be in, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You needed to go through all that journey to, you know, eventually get there. But I mean, that's it's really showed your hard work and that journey for sure to eventually even come to that. And it was it's it's hilarious. Everybody should go check it out. Thank you. Yeah. Go get my album. It's everywhere. You can stream it wherever you stream music. Spotify. You can buy the album, but you can also just go fucking get it and give me pennies. I don't care. Just go. Don't give her pennies. Don't give her pennies, please. Go buy it. Damn it. From Apple. Speaking of stand-up and speaking of streaming, let's go ahead and talk about some some news uh, of the week. Uh, Dave Chappelle recently released a a uh, his last Netflix he special did? called The Closer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank yeah God. it's a. Uh, it, I yeah, haven't it, been on the internet. Is anybody talking about it? <laughs> it's and it's wild. People, uh, people, trans trans people all across the world, uh, especially in America, and even within the Netflix Corporation, are speaking out about it. Uh, some are even uh, staging a protest, a walkout of the Netflix uh, facility for the things that uh, specifically uh, he has said in the special. Uh, regarding trans people. And Ted Sarandos, the CEO of uh, Netflix, has decided to double down on the defense of him by saying that the content in the special doesn't directly translate to real-world harm. Now, uh, Jessica, you I, I know that's a, it's a big shift of what we were talking about, but um, as somebody who is on the road uh, doing stand-up uh, and has been in the industry for a long time. I, I very much value your opinion on this because yet, as we mentioned before, yes, the guy is done. Like, let's just like, we can move past it. He's not like, he was funny once and let's just go ahead and move past it. Yeah. I was like, it wasn't, it was kind of, it was weak for a comedy special. And I wish because there's so many heavy, it's, there's such a like specifically heavy topic that's being yeah. centered on it. Nobody's talking about the fact that it's like, okay, we'll just like pound for pound jokes. When you think you're going to get a Ch- Chappelle special, this is kind of like, eh. yeah, yeah, it's not funny, you know. Like when you, if you take out controversy, it's still like, but it's, but it's so like that that there's a part of me that is like, is he trolling us? Is this some long like, this is what you fucking get, entertainment industry from like back in the day when Comedy Central wanted him to do stuff, so he's like taking their money and being like diarying all over everything, and they're like, how? And, right, yeah. Like, the part of me thinks he's just being like. Have fun dealing with this shit. I'm taking your money. 
like as a society, we do this fucking stupid hero worship bullshit where we put a celebrity on a pedestal and we think like, oh, everything they <laughs> say is brilliant. And you go like, no, maybe they did make some like really poignant, brilliant things at some point. But it's like they're human. And then the more you give them a platform, the more you go like, maybe everything isn't like the most brilliant thing right. mm-hmm. ever. Maybe they're just a person. Yeah. Like it's like an album, a band's album. Like eventually they're going to put out a fucking shitty album. Like, wow, you guys really half asked this because you have been snorted cocaine off of strippers for 20 years and you haven't realized, like haven't had the grit or the, you are lacking of touch from the common person, Mm -hmm. you know, like. Yeah. You're like out of touch or, you know, if I imagine if you're that, I think Dave Chappelle has surpassed having to be like, a cog in the wheel and hold on to everything he has with Hollywood because of the level of celebrity he achieved. So you'd think that he would have had the luxury to take as much time as he wanted. But I also can understand people going, oh, will I always be this, this like survival, which is crazy when you talk about like mm-hmm. a millionaire that like when you, if you got logical about it, it would be like, okay, either way you'll be fine. But how ingrained that like, People are looking at me right now. They may not always be looking at me. I need to grab everything I can and make all the money because what if it goes away? Right. And it feels like that leads to these like specials that feel like rushed. And it's like, and obviously there's like a very heavy topic involved in this special. But just like, I'm more coming at it just from a comedic. Like it was so Mm -hmm. one note that it's like, this just felt like, he hyper-focused on that. And it's like, did you like you didn't take time to, you could have developed more material. You could have, you know, the thing I like about Chappelle and like so many of his things in the past is that like, he's really, in, in old stuff, come at it from like multiple angles. Right. And I kind of thought it was just like, not that. Where you feel like he almost doesn't have an opinion. He's just laying out the thing. And then this, you don't get that as much. This was so clearly him saying his opinion. Like, he he's like, you know what? At the end of the day, fuck all you people. My, this is my point. And, and I think like, his overall, like what he what he wants people to take away from it, disregarding the controversy around how he went about it, isn't horrible. He's saying all I've ever tried to say was, uh, you know, uh, uh, white people look at black people this way. That's like his whole point. That's that's what he's about. But he's thrown right. every segment of white people under the bus on the way to do it, and that just doesn't work for a lot of people because there's people of all kinds of all kinds of people who've been marginalized and, and treated poorly that. He's disregarding and, and accentuating that uh, 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 the harm that's been done to them. Liana, you had some thoughts about this, uh, about the special as well. Um, um, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, just following up on what Ezra just said, I, I feel like what I didn't like is pitting minority groups or marginalized groups and communities against each other. Mm-hmm. Like I feel and Squid Game is like, uh, you know, such a popular reference right now. But like if you have a category of people that are they're all struggling, it's everybody has their own journey and problem and trauma. Like you can't take them out and, you know, measure them and see whose trauma. Like it's like, you know, oh, that's a different kind of subject. But it's like, oh, yeah, you've been you've been sexually harassed. You haven't been raped. You've been sexually assaulted. And it's like we all deal with our own trauma, we are entitled to mourn, to grieve, to fight for justice. And it's as if you're saying that, and obviously I'm a cis white woman, but like, it's as if I don't want 
to choose between me saying I'm more and like to make me be an ally more to one community than another. I can be an ally to mm-hmm. multiple communities. I want to fight for all of them. And the common enemy isn't really like it's the people upstairs organizing the squid games. It's not the person next to you fighting, you know, <laughs> like we're mm-hmm. both in the, in the pit arena, you know, struggling for our lives. Like don't pit us against each other. So that's fair. Like I get that for sure. I feel like we can cancel him and we can like, let's just, but like, let's just say like, Hey, cool. Let's not fucking support him anymore. Like don't go buy his shit. Don't talk. Well, that's like, what we- I don't get with so many of these things that like, how many people now saw his special because someone was like, you're not going to believe <laughs> right. what this. And it's like, okay, you going, you're not going to believe what this guy said. Is it like, yes. Do you have the audience reach of Chappelle? No, but you have your audience. And now you, because you've shared this thing, you've now, you've now shared that viewpoint too. So there's like right. responsibility in that where it's like, yeah, no, the conversation. And the thing is, is that, no, I don't, I don't think someone should be pitting people against each other. But if you want to go back to the squid game references, everyone's afraid people are killing each other in the middle of the night because it's like all anyone has is like their own trauma responses and people don't have the, you know, re, you know, we don't give the people the resources to learn how to deal with mm-hmm. their own triggers and with the mental health care we have. So people lash out and not to go tinfoil hat, but it's like, yeah, those people want us fighting each yeah, other. You know do. what I mean? Yeah, they I know do. What you mean, Jessica. Thank you. <laughs> but it's like I. That being said, I do think that there's value in being aware of this viewpoint. I think the idea of like you spoke something that I don't like and I disagree with, and that that should be erased is like no. You need to know that people are out there thinking like that because how can we have conversations if this guy? I mean, like if someone. You know, and it is like you do have a bigger responsibility when you have a platform of so many people. And and also, like, I feel before you were saying how he almost like the, the career he made and his legacy is being controversial and like pushing the boundaries and making people, you know, get out of their comfort zone and challenging the mainstream views. But it felt as if he's gone so far that he didn't know who his next target would be. So for me, it was punching down as we comedians, you know, know it's like, oh, yeah. let's not yeah. punch down, you know. I And the other thing was, you know, to Adam's point about canceling him, like, I don't, like, I, we need to rebrand that term because for me, it's accountability. It's not canceling anybody. But what sucked was that he also doubled down. Like, he didn't listen. So if I make a joke and an entire community, a, a marginalized community, you know, tells me that that hurts them, I'm going to fucking feel like shit, okay? Even if I was trying to make a point, Mm. the fact that he wasn't even sorry about it or he didn't care, to me, that was, you know, that sucks. I mean, he did the thing where he he brings up his his trans friend that he supported, where he's talking about like, well, see, like, this one liked me. So, you know, it's not, which is like a classic. um, I have a black friend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which he would, he would get mad at people for that. So how does he not see that, that everybody else will get mad at him for this? I don't know. But like, but like he makes it clear in this, I'm, I'm maybe I'm repeating myself now, but like he makes it clear in the special and throughout his career that all he really cares about is black versus white. And everybody else is just, you know, uh, 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 roadkill on the side of the street as he's driving down, trying to make his point. Um, and you know, I don't know, like how much do we really fault him for that? He's fighting for something he believes in. I do fault him for the harm he's caused on the way, but like, right. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, for me, I, I personally, the fact, okay, we, he, let's say he's just talking shit. Like, that's the point of his special. Talking shit and making up a, an ultimate point that, like, you know, uh, he, what he really cares about is the uh, equality of African-American people in America and how that there is a juxtaposition or a uh, cognitive dissonance that the second that you need to be white— and not, and even though you come from a marginalized community, you can still play that white card. And black and you have this built-in right excuse me, I yeah. Uh, yeah. officer, I would like, like some, they, and mm-hmm. I think they that could that's- flip that code. But at the end of the day, regardless of what he's trying to do, he did not need to break it down and straight up call himself a fucking turf. Oh, like at the end right. of the day, that was wild. so weird was and wild. random. That at the part, the- I was like, I feel like. Was it, like I was like maybe I don't yeah. feel like maybe I'm not getting this this part. Am I not getting it? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just also feel like though I, it's I think it's good in a way because it's getting more of these conversations going. And maybe someone who's writing a think piece about his special, which as a comedian I will still go on record and go like, if your whole existence is writing think pieces about comedy, <laughs> I don't I don't want to know you. <laughs> like I don't want to hang out. You seem not fun, but hey, Seth Simons is my best friend. Maybe someone, maybe someone <laughs> reads that and they they take they learn something from it, and it's like a little nugget of oh, now I understand why this hurt people. But do I? I'm- You're just validating their career right now. You're validating those those people's career right now. Are you sure you want to say that? But I hope. It, that's what's what we need to do is all turn on the critics writing <laughs> blogs. This is what I came. No, yeah. um, <laughs> this is the real issue. I don't. I don't disagree with the CEO in that. I don't. I. I could be wrong. So, hit me. I don't think he's actually causing anything dangerous with his words. I think he's pissing off the LGBT community, but I don't. And he's saying things that are inappropriate. I do not believe, and I I could be wrong. I could be missing a glaringly obvious thing. I don't think anyone's watching his special and going, you know what? Yeah, we should beat up people who are transgender. And oh God, that's an isolated clip I never want to have exist. But (laughs) like if somebody's going to that, they're already a maniac. But but maybe I don't. It's like I don't know. I'm a white cis white woman, so maybe I'm missing something. That is the that is the part that I I, I would I would, I wanted to build on slightly is that why do this? Because even if it was just a trolling or whatever, it's still dog whistles, and we know within the last, especially with Trump, how dog whistles can be so um, uh, inspiring to people. Like even if I just say like, hey, I want to close the border, mm-hmm. like for, for security, those people that are all about closing the border because they hate a certain ethnic race or whatever or, or ethnicity are like fuck yeah this is our guy we can do this now let's take our tiki torches and fucking storm the capital right mm-hmm. that's the that's the that is that is i think that's the reaction to the like i we have seen this dog whistling before and we can go there that granted the the, yeah. the text he's saying uh liana and ezra you both read the transcript uh the text he's saying is not like right. necessarily Hey, let's storm the Capitol inciting inciting harm. Right. What I feel he does is when you make people laugh with something, you kind of tend to normalize it. That's why it's used. Laughter is like comes as, you know, we all watch Nanette, I'm assuming. Like you build attention and then you create a laugh. And so you may when you make people laugh at jokes that have to do with rape, sexual harassment, race, like, you know, attacking uh, the transgender community, 
Like you make them laugh with something they shouldn't be laughing. You normalize violence. So for me, um, I understand what Adam said because it just goes back to what Jessica said before about hero mentality. And that is like the Trump cult uh, mentality. You know, if you have followers, I do believe like honestly that a big part of people who are now standing up for Chappelle, if he went out and said the complete opposite, because in his previous special, he was saying how we are exaggerating with Louis C.K. If he was coming down on, fuck this guy, he was masturbating in front of women, people would be, ah! And now he was saying, what the fuck did he do? Okay, he jerked off. And people like, I fear that they don't have, not everybody, obviously, but there's a majority, there is a group of people that would, this would land on something maybe pre-existing inside of them, mm-hmm. but then they would take permission. They would take permission to grab someone by the pussy because they hear the person who said it, making it okay. I, and, yeah. I don't disagree with you, but I would, I would argue that something is going to set that person off either way. And the problem with trying to censor stuff that's sent, like, like jokes that are sensitive, and this is a topic that we shouldn't laugh at, is that like, Sometimes the laughing is because you go like, ah, yeah, that like pretending something's not a reality and because it's uncomfortable is like some of the things I laugh the hardest at. It's because I'm like, yeah, fuck. I don't know what we can do about that. Besides, I'm going to laugh because I don't know how to stop it. And what else am I going to do besides spiral out? Can I just say before we move on one last thing, because Adam, you started this conversation with Ted Sarandos and Jessica, you said we shouldn't censor people. That's not a solution. I don't think like, like freedom of speech is different, obviously than like, it's not hate speech. I'm not saying that uh, Chappelle's special is hate speech. Like, for example, the fact that, you know, the, the trans um, showrunner from the show, uh, Dear White People on Netflix she quit her job um, because she's saying, like, I can't work with Netflix if they can't protect us or draw a line. She was well, like, she, but she, she threw away a platform. Mm-hmm. She threw, mm-hmm. like, she threw away the opportunity to respond but, to a large audience. But she felt that they were not maybe like. necessarily transgender people in the room when the Dave Chappelle special was being reviewed to maybe offer feedback and solutions. And that's right. why I feel inclusivity is what's needed. Like, the people who are making the decisions in those big rooms have, you know, black people in there, transgender people in there, because they are the communities that, you know, have the biggest say, I guess. I, I agree. But then, as like, as a stand-up comedian, I go, like... I think of my comedy, which is vastly different. Uh, and like, if you put, if you're just like, let's get someone of every group and gender in here to review this before we green light it. It's like, at the end of the day, like my comedy isn't for everyone. Very I didn't write right. this for every single, like right. not everyone's going to relate to this experience. And even though they may not be coming after because it's, you know, harmful. If someone just goes, I didn't find it funny. And it's like, yeah. You wouldn't. You're not a white woman with an, a degenerative disease. Yeah. That's who the jokes are for. Like, yeah, this is for it's one person. It's different when it's an organization. Like, we're fighting for underrepresented groups to have positions of power. I, when you're giving your platform on Netflix or HBO Max, I'm guessing if you were to staff a writer's room, I'm guessing you would choose people from other communities. So that's, that's the difference. Absolutely, because you want all the perspectives, but then it's like... I mean, is that saying like, well, we should have some transgender women in there? Sure. Yes, absolutely. But then it's like to tell a black man what he can say. Right. Right. No. Right. And and that's I'm not I, I want I want to be clear about what I think, which is I don't think that uh, anyone is responsible for stopping Dave Chappelle for speaking. Just it sucks. We can't that stop him. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. I, I, like and, and Netflix didn't do anything wrong by putting the special out, to be honest. Like it's it's 
it's it's out there. It's in my mind. The solution is all right. Let's get someone. Let's give a special to someone who's got the opposing viewpoint. Exactly. Deliver it really. Exactly. You know, it's like when when I heard that woman quit her job, I was like, "What are you doing?" No. Right. You could have done something about it. You could give a a response like this. Mm -hmm. It's like. Well, she did, and her response on Twitter was fantastic. But but yes, quitting quitting after that with the platform. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like if you have to. Everything I'm saying, and it's like, I think the, the issue with all of this is so many of us would like things like this to be black and white and have a, a clear cut mm-hmm. solution. Mm-hmm. And like, it's all in the gray and we're all just like, no, why? Yeah. Don't, don't just, don't, everyone just, no. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, this is his last special and let's hope that stays true. Let's hope that stays true. But thank you all for all of those, uh, that great discussion. Uh, but speaking of everybody, please just say no. We're going to transition to another uh, top story <laughs> uh, of the, of the week. Uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly recently did an interview about their love question mark uh, oh with G with GQ uh, and uh, some of us far worse topic in my opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is way more loaded. Some of us some of us have not seen it on this, so we're gonna go ahead and just could play a little, and we're gonna see how long uh, we could take it uh, without just wanting to turn it off and discuss. Almost like how I watched the Dave Chappelle special. So we're gonna pause real quick. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and pull this bad boy back up. Here we go. I'll tell you where we first met. Where did we first meet? At a GQ party. Facts. Oh, actually, tell that story. Right. You said to me... You smell like weed. And I said, I am weed. And then you vanished. Okay, let's hold and pause right there. Oh, my God. We got stuff to say already. (laughs) It's just so bad. His shoes don't match. Okay, yeah. We're watching uh, Megan Fox, who looks uh, gorgeous as always. And then Machine Gun Kelly, who looks like pinhead but reverse where his face is normal <laughs> and his body is different uh and then he's wearing uh some <laughs> waffle snopper shoes here uh and now we're seeing a transition of weed smoke Let, let's go ahead and say this uh what's the over under that, that that actual interaction actually happened and that wasn't fake what do you guys think i mean <laughs> it's I hard to it. say yeah because it, it seems like they would say things that really were very basic sentences to one another. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, weed, weed. Like And that turned her yes. on. That turned her on. That that worked for her. And she's like, "Oh my god." Yeah, it's so funny because I mean, we've all seen Megan Fox act in things and she's like pretty talented, as, mm-hmm. you know, but like I just what there's a level of hot where you just like don't have to have a personality. And it's mind-blowing to me that I'm like, you can't act a little here? Like, you have anything going on behind your dead eyes? It's like, yeah, I remember that night. That was and crazy. also, yeah, why him? Yeah, exactly. Who hurt you? What? Well, Did let's you find get abused out. during a Macaulay Culkin film? What's <laughs> happening? <Let's> fu- <laughs> Hopefully it's not home. Alone. Okay. Uh, it was probably uh, the one where she had to pick between him and uh, Elijah Wood. Okay, anyways. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move forward here. Here we that go. Is abuse. Hi, I'm Megan Fox. Hi, I'm Colson Baker. Is that you? All right, stop. That's his name? His name is Colson Baker? Yeah, by the way, never wanted to know Machine Gun Kelly's real name. Yes. Also, furious that Kelly has nothing to do with him. <laughs> yeah, where did he get that? Where did he get that? I don't know. Maybe Coulson it's, maybe it's his middle name. Like yours is Baby. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. And I do go by Machine Gun Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the GQ, GQ couple, couple quiz. quiz. Okay. How many tattoos do I have? Uh, Name them out while you. It's best to go by your them. ankle, back of your neck, mm-hmm. the Nietzsche. You have it back. Mm-hmm. Which body part is the Nietzsche? 
What's that? What which body? It's ankle, back of neck, back, and then Nietzsche. Which body part is that? You don't. You, you don't have a Nietzsche, dude. <laughs> no, uh, you, you were born without a Nietzsche. Yeah, is that like oh an God, appendix? So you don't need it. Or <laughs> yeah. am, I, am I screwed? Uh, yeah, you could. I'll do, I'll donate my my Nietzsche to you when I'm when I'm gone. Thank you. Uh, Can't have enough Nietzsche. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna have to kill you soon because I need that thing. <laughs> you got my nickname, and then the one I just gave you, and then the one right below the one I gave you, which is the yin yang. That one doesn't count. No, that one doesn't count. My other rib cage is also tattooed. Uh, That's what I said. You only said Nietzsche in my back. Uh, We'll count the other rib cage too. That's nine, right? The bonus, if you want to redeem yourself, is what does my back tattoo say? The one on my shoulder. Butterflies have gilded wings. Close. You're in the vicinity. That's not correct, but do you know what it's from? Oscar Wilde. No. Shakespeare. Ah. Go for the butterflies. Go for it. I know you can do it. Butterflies... No, there's a butterfly in there, but that's not how it starts. Wait, stop! I think I know it. Is it um, butterfly in the sky? We can go. Uh, is that that's it. That's where, that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it's from. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Shakespeare. Yeah, awesome. Lavar Shakespeare. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right, I could only take a few more minutes of this. I have to know what this says. Okay. It's... Okay. Okay. All right. Laugh at the butterflies with gilded wings. So close. God we will all laugh at gilded. Butter- we laugh at the butterflies with gilded wings. What? She's I say hate butterflies. Now. I don't now. think that's that was the one. Yeah, I know. No, that was incorrect. But yeah. also, why would he think that? Is my <laughs> point. We laugh at the. Anyways, okay. All right. Uh, keep him going here. Butterflies. It's from King Lear, all... written by Shakespeare. Okay. Do what does the Nietzsche meant. quote on my ribs say? We aren't doing AP literature class right now. <laughs> that is for sure not happening. Okay. You get. He's never taken an AP class. <laughs> Nietzsche's also philosophy. Yeah, I'm like, how long is the quote on her body that it's... This video is four, 15 minutes long, so I'm assuming it's it, that she just reads it for the rest of the video. Is that true? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, my God. She... I watched the whole thing this morning, by the way. Like a <laughs> she... fu- I, I threw up five times, but... <laughs> All right, let's watch it just a little bit more just just to see what what, what the next question is. Because you were close on the number, I'll give you one half of a point for that, but that was rough. What's something on my bucket list? Be abducted by a UFO. (laughs) What? Be abducted by a UFO? I mean, it's important to set attainable goals, I think, so that's good. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to get kidnapped by... Um, Later on in the video, I think she tells the story of when they went on their one vacation... And they saw, they were on mushrooms, I think, and they saw a UFO. So maybe that's when they have the talk. Honey, what's on your bucket list? Oh, I would love to be abducted. <laughs> oh, my God. And really, she just meant she <laughs> Yeah, she's wanted... like, get me out of here. <laughs> exactly. She's like, anything to get me away from you I right think, now. I, think, I, just... <laughs> I ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the, the people that have not watched this video, it is very clear she hates him. And I don't know why she's with him. I uh, What I'm trying to figure out is what is the reason that their publicists set them up in a fake relationship? Exactly. Exactly. That's what yeah. it feels like. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is the goal here? Is it for her to seem more relatable? No. Is it for her, them to be like just hot? Is someone trying to sell a reality they're, show? They're yin and yang. She doesn't have per, per, per personality, and all he has is personality. Ooh. So that's that's the that's how they balance each other out. And okay. and someone told her they were like, and like his hair's white and your hair's black, so it's like a real yin yang. Oh and she's god. like, oh my god. Mind blown. But speaking of getting out of here, we're gonna get out of here for a break. Uh we're gonna take a little pausey on a break. We'll come back uh with, with uh with more people to talk about. Uh we'll be right back after this. Hey. 
Hey, this is Adam. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps out the show. And as a reminder, for every five-star review, I will read it on air. No matter what it says, I will read it. It could be your deepest, darkest fears. could be your greatest accomplishments. Boy, would I like that. Anyways, I'll read it. All right, back to the show. Welcome back. Jessica's here, still here. Hey, Jessica. I'm still here. I'm still alive. I did think of ending it all after watching that GQ clip. I was like, I'm just going to walk out of my window. But, uh, you know, I'm still going strong. I'm glad. I'm glad. That would have been hard to see because you did not turn off your, your Zoom camera for that. So <laughs> I would have watched. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. And you're like, oh. Uh, but uh, Ezra left and then Liana left as well. So it's just us. But I think we got our next guest here. Netflix sensation Squid Game has captured the hearts of millions all around the world. But there's one fan who decided to take things one step further. Here to talk to us about her real-life squid game island is eccentric gazillionaire Tatiana. Tatiana, hello. Hello, Adam. Hello, Jessica. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you're just radiating richness. Uh, it's almost coming. It's like coming off of your body right now with like an aura. Yeah, you have like an aura of money. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I do take baths in, you know, um, the 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 foam that comes off from baby skin when they bathe, then the eye bathing. That sounds their, expensive. Uh, that sounds folks. really really expensive. Wow, you it is. Buy you can't baby afford it. Foam. So that's <laughs> that. I've heard about that. I read about that once in a Cosmopolitan. That's crazy. Are you sure it wasn't goop? I think Gwyneth uh, got the scoop out. That's probably what it was. But I stole it. Uh, so let's talk about your Squid Game. You, you want to. I'm assuming like is a this, real Squid Game Island. Yeah, are you are you just want to watch it? It's like a watch party where you're just on the island watching the, oh. the TV show. Oh no! Oh my poor babies! You didn't understand what this was about. No, I came here to recruit players. Oh. So I am a gazillionaire, a European heiress uh, from a formal European royal family, and I own multiple islands. One of them is, you know, in international waters. You know, we're famous. Clothing companies have children work day to night on ships and vessels. Yeah, I know those. So that's where my island is. Yeah, Forever 21. So... <laughs> wait. Oh, okay. oh, wait. Is that? <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. You... I, don't have I may have shares. I may have shares in the Tatiana. company. So my lawyers. Oh, okay. um... you're, but you're saying you. you... I'm, I'm pleading. Is the your face. island split with an uh, American apparel uh, uh, Forever 21 uh, factory? Is that Can what you're you saying? plead the fifth in international waters? Is that a thing? Is there a. I'm putting the fifth here on international waters. I'm okay. fine. But Jessica, I would love to use, and I will pay you good money to use horny for death on the poster for my school I, I don't know if that's Because I a... just love that I mean, you work as I a mean... branding co- consultant. That's That sounds like pretty good branding there, Jessica. I mean, oh, I mean, how many people are on this island? Who's coming to this so, island? And will it be live streamed? Because I need everyone to see my brand as people... Die horrible. Okay. No. So obviously, this will be for my personal pleasure. I'm the gazillionaire. I'm not going to offer this spectacle as a charity all around the world. I'm recruiting players who have nothing to live for. I don't know. Maybe Can I join? In America. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Uh, but you might die, okay? Oh, you might win, die. Win. Yeah, I want to yeah. put this out there. 
you're going to sign a waiver. But like I want players, you know, like in America, if people have a pre-existing condition and no health care, if, you know, they're immigrants or refugees at the borders and you're kicking them out, like they can apply. So you're you're targeting players. people that don't have a lot to live for, uh, immigrants, uh, people in disparaging and then comedians is what you're is what you're who you're targeting. Yes, basically. That's my whole my whole audience. If you just come to one of my shows, we could fill up this whole game right now. <laughs> There's a game that comedians might do really, really well. Jessica so, is very know, stoked I, about this idea. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a little concerned for Jessica's well-being here. Uh Jessica, you, I, I have to I don't feel like I need to say this, but I'm going to. Don't do this. It's very dangerous. People died in that game. Are people going to die on this uh, this island or is this like a paintball rules or something? But some people won the game. Oh, no. And maybe it's just a well, joke. Is this like it's Squid Game, but it's like a theme party? Yeah. Where, remember when you were a little kid, Halloween parties, they'd blindfold you and be like, put your hand in this bowl of eyes and it was grapes. It's yeah. like that, right? Yeah. It's, it's like fake, right? No. It is 100% real. People will die. Uh, I have improved on the original, though. I don't have any guards doing the killings. I have improvised other ways for them to like die. I'm going to say I have impro- an improv team. <laughs> I have an, a bunch of improvisers, bunch and they of- will be performing until everyone blows their head off. Yes. <laughs> improvisers are welcome to apply because I know nobody is getting paid to perform improv. Right. So, so I don't know how yeah. they make a living. Right. Yeah. So those, fans, that's, yeah. that's also part of your your target audience to join the game. Yes. Look, guys, okay, I'm not a monster, okay? I want people to come over. You kind of sound like a monster. No. Oh, okay. Hear me out. First of all, I feel like it was very shitty of, uh, you know, the billionaire in Squid Game to invent the game that they had all the poor, poor, miserable players sleep together and eat an egg, okay? If you're going to die on my island, I want you to at least... Yes, go ahead. That's the part you have issues with in the game is the eggs and the bedding yes (laughs) you're starving them how are they going to perform on my island you're all gonna get an individual suite like you know white lotus style you're gonna have personal chefs cooking you your favorite meal you know how you still have death penalty in america right so your favorite meal because it might be your last one so how am i a monster let me well let me ask you this you're a you're a gazillionaire Mm-hmm, why? Correct. Why don't you just give people money? That's a thought. And help them. Yeah. And what's in it for me? Ah, there it is. There it is. I'm bored. I'm so bored, you guys. Just what's the what's something you would do normally aside from killing uh, improv comedians and stand up comedians for fun? What what's something you would do for fun? Well, we played a poker game with Jeff and Elon, and the winner would get out to space first and guess who won that game? Uh, Richard Branson. I'm bored. I'm bored. (laughs) Can't you you just go to space now? What's with the killing? It feels like maybe you're a really bad person. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. Don't you think that, I don't know, like... You're contributing to people dying anyway from poverty or other things around the world. I do want to talk about this part of it. So Squid Game is kind of like a like a a slam on capitalism and on and on rich people. And I feel like you take watching that and being like, yes, I want to do that. It's kind of you missing the point. Yeah. So you're missing the point of of the of the TV show. You do know that it's like. You know, it's saying that rich people are bad. Well, they treat them, though, Adam. I'm not tricking anybody. Everybody who's coming to my la- island knows. I can even tell you the games that they're going to be playing. So, you know. Okay. 
We do have to go soon. So what's what's one of the best games you got? We'd like to know one game. Yeah. Guess- okay, then I will tell you game number five, the Queen's Jester, because you're comedians. Every player gets 90 seconds to make me the Queen laugh. It's like win Ben Stein's money. Remember that in <laughs> yes, the 90s yes. on Comedy Central? <laughs> what happens to those people in that game that you mentioned? They just if don't. They if they win, they get money. And if they lose they just don't get money one of them ends up hosting jimmy kimmel live that's that's one of them is that oh yeah well in my game if you lose the next player has to decapitate you so then you decapitate someone and then you have to immediately go into comedian uh, mode and make sounds like laugh. a bringer show am i right yeah boy did a lot of those when i started out <laughs> yeah bring her bring your Woo. own knife if you will uh okay we have to go um talk Tatiana, okay. I, I, I feel I'm like calling you're... the police. Oh, I thought you were going to come and join me on the air. Yeah, um, it feels like maybe it's a bad idea. Yeah, probably a bad idea. But before yeah. we go, we're going to go ahead and uh, we have a, a word from our sponsor here. Uh, maybe it's speaking of islands. Uh, this is uh, I just got to read this real quick. Is it my clothing company? I, I with the I don't know. Is um, it Islands the restaurant? Oh, look, I don't know. Let's see. I'm going to just I, I, my <laughs> producer's handing me this right now. Let's see. Um, OK, I'm just going to cold read this. Do you order from Amazon but heard it's delayed due to the port of L.A. being backed up? Are you worried about your wife thinking you're a forgetful loser because her Christmas presents will be stuck on a boat until January? Don't you just wish you can get the packages you ordered already? Well, now you can. Introducing Canoes. Canoes are the perfect vehicle to travel past the port of L.A. to pick up your shit. Just drive to the long drive to Long Beach, pop up, pop your canoe in the ocean, paddle out for a few hours, scream at the ship captains if, if your shitty toaster's oven is uh, from China is on board, and voila! No more waiting. It's that easy. We all know the shipping that shipping is more backed up than Adam's colon after he went to what the fuck? Why is this in here? Okay. I'm just going to keep reading. Uh, uh, we all know the shipping is that shipping is more backed up than Adam's colon after he went to a wedding where they had a guy just making mozzarella mozzarella balls. Also like Adam, who was so worried that he hadn't Great gone to the bathroom. <laughs> Great choice. It was delicious. It was I was regretting it for a whole week. Uh, also like Adam, ah. who who was so worried that he hadn't gone to the bathroom in a whole week he drank coffee mixed with laxatives now you could do something about it too with a canoe order now because our canoes are coming from china and we'll also be on the same boats okay uh everybody go buy canoes i guess to go pick up your shit on stuff wow that was such a a crisp ad read with not even (laughs) one bump in the road that's you are truly a professional oh thank you very much i mean that was popular morning radio dj level Clean you know, reading. Is that that's a real thing going on with shipping, right? Yes, that's a real thing. Apparently people but also I guess you can go get a canoe now and just go out to the boat uh to pick up stuff. But we're gonna be right back uh with another guest right after this. Well, we are back. Uh, one last story. Jessica, how are you doing? You I'm feeling, feeling okay. You know, a little worked up yeah. over Squid Game Lady, Tatiana. I know. But I mean, we, we didn't actually get to talk about the prize. We didn't even know about the yeah. money. It could have uh, been like 10 bucks. We really didn't get any clarity to be. She's like, there will be money. And it's like, what is that? I bet she's just going to trap people and make them work for those clothing companies on one of those islands. That's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. But let's go ahead and move on to our next guest. 90-year-old 90, uh, William Shatner became the oldest person to go into space on a 10-minute excursion with Blue Origin on Thursday. Here to comment is 92-year-old 
Davis Bales. Hey! Davis Bales. Yes, hi, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, what an exciting opportunity to talk about my plans. Oh my God, look at you, 92 oh, you and making pl- plans. That yeah. is You're making ambitious. Plans. I, a long time ago, said I was going to be the oldest man to make it into space. I said it the day I was born, and now it's going to come true. I was. You said the it the day yeah. you were born, Davis. Were you? You weren't happened to. Hey, by the way, you weren't born of an adult. Uh, yeah, or a, I was born an adult, an adult person. Nineteen ninety in Medicine, Wisconsin, St. Judas Hospital. But I knew yeah, it. we found it. But yeah, I am ninety-two years old. Even though technically that's only thirty. Two years ago, I I was born at sixty, so don't don't question it. I'm gonna Your get to space. Mother. Okay, <laughs> you want to get to space? I'm gonna get to space. I have a plan. What? I'm here right now at the Star Wars exhibit at, at Disneyland, and I'm gonna I fly see this that. damn Millennium I am Falcon up into that. the sky. Oh, that's your plan. You're going to steal the Millennium Falcon at Disney. I am. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And Shatner, Shatner got nothing on me. He thinks Star Trek's so great. I'm going to Star Wars him out. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you know how to, have you ever flown a Millennium Falcon before? No, but I've watched the movie enough times. I think I know how. Yeah. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, first off, I. I yeah. I, uh, so your, pl- your plan is to, your plan is to take yeah. a ride that's probably stationary. No. <laughs> oh, you think okay, that that's you think that that thing that you're standing in front of you, is a okay. real? You think my plan is to get in the Millennium Falcon ride at Disney World and think I've been to space? Let me tell you something. No, it's yes. not. It's to equip a rocket to the Millennium Falcon here at Disney World and get it into space. Because not only not only am I better than Shatner because I'm going to get to space older than him, I'm better than him because I got Star Wars to space and Star Trek's not even real. I and I didn't kill you, my wife. Okay, well, let's ignore that. Let's move on. Wait. Okay. Wait. wait hold what? on. A lot of stuff to uh-huh. unpack there. A lot of stuff to unpack. <laughs> but you want to say you you also think Star Trek isn't real? But you but think Star Wars you is that Star Wars real. is real? I know yeah. that movies are movies and not reality. But if we get this Millennium yeah. Falcon into space, then boy, oh boy, will Star Wars be real? What is your goal when you get up there? Honestly, to die. What? What a place to, you know, there's a woman that is looking for people to die uh, at at an island. Uh, His name's Tatiana. Yeah, you don't have to commit any crimes at Disney. I was going to say bringing a rocket into Disneyland is probably a crime of some sort and would be really really hard to do for anyone, especially a 92-year-old man. I snuck in here today. I can sneak back in with a rocket. If you have a rocket, why don't you just take the rocket? To space. Because Save some time. You're on a limited budget here, pal. <laughs> Jessica, I, I I feel like I know the answer here. Is it because you want to make Star Wars real? Yeah. If it was, yeah, okay. I okay. mean, come on. This is the problem with media. And now we're circling back to this. We're giving people false <laughs> ideas, but that we've got to get Star Wars off the air. No, I don't have a hero complex or anything. I just believe everything George Lucas said should become real, and I want to make sure it does. That's what? That sounds totally healthy. Thank you. What a part of, I, I just want to quickly, for those visual yeah. people uh, watching this, uh, the 
what part of the of the Disney ride is the the thing that says Opsum on the bottom uh, left there? L- at Lillian Opsum there. Where would you go? <laughs> so you I disappeared. Just, yeah, so, you could, so you could see the whole picture. Um, the part that says yeah, Opsum. I don't remember that part yeah, of Disneyland. Yeah, that's a little sign they put in just recently uh, to give credit to the photographer. Um, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> in, in, At Disney, in, yeah, in real life. Yeah. The, She's the only one who takes those photos. The that's place? right. Yeah, Lillian Opsum is the only legal photographer allowed in Disney World. If you take any pictures there, technically you're stealing. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Good to know for our YouTube uh-huh. page. Uh, okay. L- listen, what's your timeline in order to get to space? And do I have enough time to call the Why police on you? call the you? police on me? I'm just trying to do a good thing. I think maybe you need to be in a home. What? what? You sound like my son. <laughs> but also, what's the good part? It's What's just you bringing part? more. There's already too much trash in space. Tra- you think the yeah, Millennium Falcon said- is trash? It can make the Kessel run in under 4.2 parsecs. <laughs> That's a junk bucket. You know it. You know that it's a junk bucket. Hansel even said it. It's a bunch of me? plastic and fake parts. You're going to careen <laughs> maybe 300 feet into the air before you come crashing down on the pier in California Adventureland. It's going to be a disaster. I'm going to be honest with you. You sound more like an evil villain what? rather than a person with what a hero you complex. About? You're not only you're you're stealing uh, a, a children's beloved attraction at a theme yeah. park and then crashing it into the ocean where there's probably going to land on a bunch of ships that are carrying toys of the Millennium Falcon no, in there. No, no. I've been working with Mike Hughes, the man who built his own rocket in his backyard. That's a real guy. And and he and I oh, have no. made a rocket together that will carry the Falcon up into space. We just have to dig a big enough hole underneath it, put the rocket in there, and then launch it when nobody's around so no one gets hurt. How do you... Well, you're going you're gonna to dig a hole beneath the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. So have now you have to bring in a shovel Sean- and a rocket. Can you, are you, I mean, how's your mobility? You're 92. Are you on a walker? I, yeah, I'm on a walker right now, but, uh, uh, but I, I want to be on an AT, AT walker. You know what I mean? Uh, but look, <laughs> my point, uh, have you seen Shawshank? Okay. It's not that hard to take a hole with no one noticing. You just put a picture of Rita Hayworth over it. Oh, for years. Princess though. Leia. That would be better, yeah. And definitely more on game. Chewbacca, possibly. Uh, I was going to say, you know, that would take potentially years, yeah. your plan. You're 92, I and I don't want to be rude what? or anything, uh, but what's the over-under of you making oh, it actually, uh, that long? There's just I just read a study about this. Uh, once you hit 81, your chance of making it to the next year is 50-50. That's just real. forever, <laughs> forever. Yeah, it just doesn't forever. go down as you get older. It really never, doesn't. It never goes down. It's just yeah. always 50-50. Assuming you have no medical complications. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is. I don't believe you know how to use the Internet, Davis Bales. Also, yeah, that's fair. Do you guys think when William Shatner, 90 year old William Shatner went to space? Do you yeah. think how much how much do you think he shat in his pants? Oh, he shatnered. He shatnered shat, shat shat his pants. Yeah, he had yeah. it. They'd be like. <laughs> Someone was he like, wow, did. we get to go to space with the famed William Shatner. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'm pooping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's Shatnered in space. And I want to get a, I want to get a, 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 a cubic, uh, 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 I want to get a measurement on how much he shat so I can shit some more, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. You have big dreams. We, you also have a big grudge against uh, William Shatner that we didn't get to dive into too much. 
mostly because we're concerned for your health and uh, the fact that you're potentially doing something very dangerous. Yeah, well, let me just quickly explain it. Okay. Well, okay. So, you know how his third wife, Noreen Kidd, was found dead in a swimming pool? Oh, did you not? I was in love with her. <laughs> Why have I left? Uh, did you kill her? Oh. No, I didn't kill her. I wanted to take her. I wanted to steal her from him. Ah. She died in 19. And this is your way of getting back when at him. I was 69 years old. And I was <laughs> born in 1990, but, but technically 60. Look, everything I've said. Did you do a lot of 69ing when you were 69? I'm just curious. I wanted to with Noreen, but she kept saying, no, no, I'm married. You have to deal with William first. And I think she wanted me <laughs> to kill him, but he killed her first. I'm, that's really hard to hear. And I, that, I understand. Yeah, I understand your grudge now. You want to beat him. Um, for the thing that he's known for. Yeah. I feel like this has nothing to do with Star Wars at this point. What? I think maybe you just really hate William Shatner and... Well, she and I were going to go to the opening of The Phantom Menace together. Did you ever... Have you ever actually <laughs> met this woman? Yes! Yes, we went on many dates. I don't believe you. Oh, Jessica, come on. Why would I lie? <laughs> Davis, Davis Bowles, ladies and gentlemen, we got we, we got to go. We got to we are running yes. out of time. Thank you so much, Jessica. Okay. Who's very See much uh, have fun in Shady Pines. Uh, uh, okay, I'm not going there. Don't tell my son you saw me. We could just paint a room black and say that you're in space. Yeah. By the way, it, I think I think that could pass. <laughs> but we have to go. Um, Jessica, thanks so much for coming on Thank the you show. Guys for having me, uh, David. B- absolutely, David Bales com- for coming on the show. Tatiana yeah. for coming on the show. Uh, David. Uh, uh, Davis, aside from uh, anything uh, in the in space, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, sure. I like this comedian, Ezra Barter. It, it, he publicizes a bunch of other stuff. It, you should probably follow him uh, at Ezra Parter oh, okay. on Instagram, at Ezra Parter on TikTok and Twitter. Also, nice. you know, there's a podcast called Blockbuster that talks about the origins of Star Wars. It's really cool. Oh, very cool. Does that have anything to do with, with Ezra or Not you? Not at all. Or? Nope. Just it's cool. Okay. Fan. That's fun stuff. Um, I think, Tatiana, are you still there? Tatiana, is that... Uh... Yes. And thank you for finding me my first player in that Davis guy. Yeah. Hopefully that, hopefully that works. Sure. The, yeah, hopefully you are, that works buddy. Out. That's what you think. Is there anything you would like to plug, Tatiana, before we leave? Aside from uh, bullets into uh, Human dead heads, people? Yeah. Sorry. I have my eye on another potential player. She's a Greek immigrant uh, who has nobody uh, to take after her and no reason to leave. Uh, <laughs> she's not very funny or pretty. She's getting old. She's an anyway, improv <laughs> Uh, you know, follow her if you want to. Don't follow her. And yeah. Liana, if you're listening, come to the island. What was her name? You know. What was her name and what was her handle? Uh, you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Google you guys, just like it sounds. Just like it sounds. Well, Jessica, uh, thank you again for coming on the show. What would you like to plug before we head out? Um, well, thank you guys so much for having me. This was fun. These were great conversations. I enjoyed it. And you guys can get my album anywhere you listen to music. Horny for Death. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter uh, or Facebook. I guess I'm also there at JMS Comedy. Yes. Everybody, please go do that. Very, very fun stuff. Please go check that out. And as always, you can follow me at Adam R. Mac on all the social medias. And please go follow Daily Misinformer on TikTok, Instagram. And if you're nasty, 
Daily Misinform on Twitter because we couldn't fit. That was too big of a name. Uh, we couldn't get the, the ER in there. Um, we And please leave a five-star review. It really helps out the show. No matter what you say in that five-star review, I will read that motherfucker live on air. I did it last week. Somebody's told me to change my name to Adolf, and I did it. My name's Adolf now. Oh, so good. that's that's the <laughs> that's the power you have with a five-star review. Uh, we're going to read some more next week. I should mention that um, we are also uh, transcribing all of our shows. So for anyone that is uh, that is uh, hearing impaired, that this show is very much available for for you on the Internet. Uh, go on our website, dailymisinformer.com slash podcast. And it's right there, uh, transcribed in all its glory. But before we go, uh, we're going to go ahead and try to sign off. And this has been the Daily Misinformer and Machine Gun Kelly didn't want to know your last name yeah this has been the daily misinformer see you in space motherfuckers <laughs> this has been the daily misinformer misinformation is deadly this has been the daily informer misinformer Misin- damn it damn it <laughs> this is i've already misinformed everyone this has been the day god, god this has been the daily misinformer and uh, a moment of silence and rest in peace to Davis Bales, who unfortunately just passed just away passed seconds away. ago. <laughs> We're and that is, I can't believe it. It it's was so, really hard to watch. It was so hard to watch. I'll ask her back. Okay, well, this has been another week of the Daily Misinformer, and as always, just lean into it. Bye! Emphasis on that butt.